Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey there, Hysteria Nation. This is Kevin Crispin, frequent guest, certified overthinker, host of the podcast Sad Times and friend of the show. Now, robots need not apply. Well, except for Kyle. He's the real MVP. I'm stepping in for a special introduction this week. Before we dive in, we want to extend our deepest condolences to Brent and producer Lisa as they grieve the loss of Brent's father-in-law and Lisa's dad, Rick, who sadly passed away this past week. In loving memory of Rick and to honor the unique connection he shared with Brent, we're revisiting one of Rick's all-time favorite episodes. We're traveling way back to episode 51, which unravels the enigmatic world of Area 51. This topic held a special place in the hearts of both Brent and his father-in-law, sparking endless captivating conversations between them and inspiring the show's name. So let's journey down memory lane together and explore the mysteries of Area 51. And hey, if you're new to the podcast, this is the perfect opportunity to see what all the excitement is about. Brent and David will be back next week with a brand new episode. But for now, please join us in celebrating the life of a cherished family member and the extraordinary bond he shared with our friends, Brent and Lisa Hand. The following is a fourth-hand production. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not hysteria you can't handle the truth brain is gone this is hysteria 51 the truth is out there it's alive but you won't find it here they're coming for you look there comes one of them now Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that can't quite believe we've actually made it to 51 episodes. This is Hysteria 51. What have I done? Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, I am your humble host on this classified trip to the unknown. My name is John Goforth. Alongside is the other captain of this sinking ship, Mr. Brent Anakin Hand. See what you did there, John? Now that we're 
almost a year in, I'll say 51 is close enough for our lazy asses. So I think if we actually wait until we hit 52, it just wouldn't be becoming of us. It wouldn't make sense for this show. Yeah. So now we're in the show, Compare Me to Anakin is like saying I've really come into my own as a host, I think is what you're getting at there. And I'm now fully Darth Vader and ready to use the extent of my power. I think sums it up nicely. Ha 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 ha. Not not exactly. I more meant the first year of this dumpster fire was like the prequels, and I'm really really hoping we can get more into like New Hope territory moving forward. New Hope? I don't think so. The best this ham and egg operation can hope for is to be compared to Rogue One. You know, I think I'd be okay with that. Basically, you're saying people will think of us as lovable underdogs who kind of triumph in the face of adversity. Just with a really shitty opening. (laughs) Where's the music? Where's the scroll? Bastards. No, I mean a feckless group of wannabes that are mercifully killed in the end and can only hope to be remembered somewhat unenthusiastically. Wow. Spoiler alert number one. uh, And uh, (laughs) you got up. Brent, honestly, I wonder why we even bother with him sometimes. Though I will say that's kind of a fair interpretation of Rogue One. (laughs) (laughs) Except the robot. The robot I liked. Robot. He's clinging. He's clinging. Uh, Speaking of robots, that one you just heard from is the third wheel of this show. The one and only conspiracy bot. If you don't know by now, Seabot is the robot Brent built in his lab to make this show better. But generally, he just gets drunk and makes it worse. Hell yeah. I wouldn't mind so much if he was just bad at his job, but the fact that he celebrates really grinds my gears. I think there might be some changes in order. Yeah. You know what really grinds my gears? People in the 19th century. Why don't they get with the freaking program? It's called an automobile, folks. It's much faster than a horse. Oh. Well, it appears I've been fired. Well, as long as I'm no longer working here, let me tell you something. You know what really grinds my gears? You, America. Fuck you. And then you play a clip like that and totally redeem yourself, (laughs) Seabot. Well, not completely, but at least I won't reformat you today. So there is that. That's sweet. In return, I'll let you hold on to that pancreas for another week. I probably don't need to tell you meat sacks, but for the 51st episode this week, you're talking Area 51. It's a long time coming. Just try not to screw it up. Brent, Area 51, our namesake. Yeah, if you're, well, sort of. if you're playing along at home, it's I, Area 51. Get it? Get, get it? it? Yeah, oh, yeah. There's, there's the payoff <laughs> a, a year late. Those of you that have been listening since the beginning, there's, somebody, there's one guy listening at home who's listened to all 50. I never put that together. Carol! Carol, they gave it away! <laughs> To help break it down on this special edition of Hysteria 51, we have two guests in studio, Brent, two of them. The first is the better half of the Hand Clan. Welcome in studio, out of the booth, producer Lisa. Go fuck yourself, you son of a bitch. I'll come right out of the booth and fucking whack you, you fucking prick. Uh, Lisa, I understand you and this guy have actually been there. In the booth? Yeah, many times. (laughs) She helps me, uh... Do some well, how did you fit in there with Seabot? Oh, it's electrifying. <laughs> it's, oh, he's got lots of attachments. Wah, she tells wah, me. Wah. I don't know. No, baby, tell him how we've been to Area Fifty One. Oh God, damn it! Why? Say it! Say it! Well, we went to Area Fifty One on our honeymoon. <laughs> how romantic am I? I thought you went to Area Fifty One. 
<laughs> I've been brainwashed. That's right. That's you know. That's all we can ask for is they just rename it <laughs> yes. Hysteria Fifty One. All I know is Hysteria Fifty One. No, I we, try not to get drunk and ruin things. We we went to you know California and everything on our on our honeymoon, and we decided to take a day trip and went to Area Fifty One, and it was everything I could hope for. We'll get into more of that later. Well, also with us to help us break it down for the last time, of course is everyone's favorite guest who is never welcome back, <laughs> Mr. Joseph Peck. Pecker! Pecker! Pecker. <laughs> His name is Pecker. Joe, it's been a few weeks. What adventures have you been on? Uh, just waiting a lot. <laughs> you ever see you ever see the movie Fight Club? It's one of my like top five favorite movies ever. You know how they just show up on the guy's porch and they're like... Can I come yeah, in? Yeah, Project no, Mayhem. You piece of shit, you're not allowed. <laughs> Joe just waits on our porch, and uh, we walk past him every day. He's like, can I come in? No, you fucko. Go home. And then every few weeks, I'll let him come in and do a podcast. Oh, I'm not <laughs> supposed to let him in? No, no. Oh. So once he's dead, we'll, his name was Joseph Peck. <laughs> this is really awkward, but we should talk about the bars of soap he brings me. <laughs> not now? Oh, who, not, 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 no, Joe said not now. Sorry. Whose fat are they made out of? <laughs> Robert Paulson's. <laughs> Meatloaf. <laughs> now, John, it feels like like two things to me. Like it feels in a way like we just started because I can't think we have a whole year's worth of material material of shows. <laughs> but then again, I Crap. look back and I was looking at photos that Lisa took the first time we were doing a show here. We were in my basement on a card table with two like ten dollar microphones, and now we're in a studio. Wait, what with are you talking about? Ten dollar microphones. We're in the Hysteria Fifty One lair. <laughs> well, you know I. I made that in the lair is my home. I live, you know, in said lair. Okay. Fourth dimension is really cheap for for rent, so that's why we're here. <laughs> How come my bottle of wine is still three fifty five? Yeah, but the taxes aren't bad. That's the difference. <laughs> Wait, no, it's I think not, they went up. Wait. It's no longer Cook County. Mm-hmm. That's true. What's funny is Brent says it feels like it's uh, been less than a year. It feels to me like it's been like four. Well, in a way it does because I feel like, <laughs> I, I feel like we've been doing it for a long time. Though John and I did have our soiree into podcasting pre-Hysteria 51 with Rad or Fad. Rad or Fad. In three, two, one. Which, if you're, if you're on our Patreon, this week I released episode one of Rad or Fad as a bonus on Patreon. I didn't even know you did yeah. that. Oh, God. <laughs> I figured a year on this will give them a taste of our first podcast ever. Not our first podcast ever, but our first Rad or Fad. <laughs> so, Is that uh, like a bonus track on a Chris Gaines album? Yeah. It's something. <laughs> Actually, we're not, and we're not releasing this right now. We got to get a couple years into it. But the first time Brent and I ever did a podcast, we got together and just said, "Hey, let, let's come up with some topics. We're going to talk through it." We did some some paranormal stuff. Uh, we also just did some t- topics of the day, topics du jour. And hot I think topics, we had a movie like, and a game. Like oh, yeah. the mall store. Hot no, yes. topics? I know. No, I like, did the same same like thing. hot takes, like your local <laughs> sports talk guy. You know, oh. yeah. Um, and we, we talked for better. like three and a half hours, yeah. and we still have that audio, and it's amazing. And uh, maybe one day, if you know, if we get to episode like two hundred, maybe we'll start talking about releasing that. <laughs> wait, wait, Stacy and I don't think that listening to the two of you talk for three hours is amazing. <laughs> and you know what's funny? <laughs> and you know what's funny? People I hate that, to speak for her, but I'm pretty. Well, sure. that's true. People we aren't banging go. You guys should have longer episodes. Banging? Yeah. 
Yeah, banging. You bang bitches. Ooh, fun. I'll be the mommy. (laughs) So, without further ado, we obviously love Area 51. I went there years ago for our honeymoon. It's our namesake. It kind of embodies the entire UFO unknown culture. You know, you can say that, and people go, "Oh, I get the, I get Area 51." Yeah, the feeling of what your show's about. Because a lot of times when you look at podcast and they say the name you're like what the hell is that about you say this i think they get at least an idea that we're not going to have any fucking clue what we're talking about (laughs) we're gonna have people like you know or just listen for about 30 seconds yeah yeah that's the way it goes that couldn't be more true how long are typical episodes i just assumed they were 30 seconds yeah (laughs) Oh, because you only hear yourself talk? (laughs) Remember, he only listens to himself. No, no, 30 seconds, he only listens to his highlights. He talks forever. I still edit those and send them to him every week. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, Ziba. That's my boy. Loyal friend. (laughs) So the weeks you're not on, he does. I just send him a blank MP3. (laughs) (laughs) And I listen to every one of them. Though the, the funny thing is, the best of Joe isn't that much longer when he is on. No, no. Well, the best true. of you guys is nothing. That's the weirdest part. Oh, now you see. <laughs> Seabot always knows how to shut me up. <laughs> John, without further ado, hit us with some GoFopedia on Area 51. Groom Lake, Dreamland, Homey Airport, Paradise Ranch, Home Plate, Watertown, Red Square. Is Apollo Creek getting ready to box? Like, what's going on? The master of disaster, the king of swing, the count of Monte Fisto. <laughs> I swear, I think you... <laughs> I think you made half of these up. It doesn't matter what name you pick to use or what name you make up. <laughs> they all point to a highly classified remote detachment of Edwards Air Force Base within the Nevada Test and Training Range. The current primary purpose is publicly unknown. However, based on historical evidence, it most likely supports the development and testing of experimental aircraft and weapons systems. Black Projects. The intense secrecy surrounding the base has made it a frequent subject of conspiracy theories and a central component to UFO stories throughout the years. Although it's never been declared a secret base, all research and occurrences in Area 51 are top secret slash sensitive compartmented information. On June 25, 2013, following a Freedom of Information Act request filed in 2005, the CIA publicly acknowledged the existence of the base for the first time, declassifying documents detailing the history and purpose of Area 51. A lot of this information that I got tonight was by a book by Ann Jacobson called Area 51, and it's got a a lot more name to it. It was a really good book, and if you guys are interested in the actual history going back all the way, pick it up. It's a a fun read. So you need to do more than just watch a Stanton Freeman documentary is what you're saying? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, maybe. (laughs) So let's get into the actual history and some of the mystery of Area 51. So when people think Area 51... The number one thing you got to think is secrecy, and it's been that way pretty much from the beginning. See, I knew as soon as we started talking about it, <laughs> they were gum chugging us. Lisa, you got to get us that UFO detection thing. We'd have known they were coming. If it came in multiple colors, I might have bought one. <laughs> she would have. Multiple. You guys got any tinfoil? I can help you. Oh, yeah, we've got that. Perfect. Brent's got multiple hats. <laughs> My favorite looks like a Viking helmet with horns. So the airfield, Very effective. The air, I wish he was kidding. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the airfield on Groom Lake site began service in 1942 as Indian Springs Air Force Auxiliary Field and consisted of two unpaved 5,000-foot runways. And pilots would fly crazy shit that they were working on 
jets. And you think 1942 and the Germans had jets and the U.S. Air Force were just testing them. And this was at that time a top secret area. The people that didn't have clearance would try to get as close as they could to the area to see what they were doing. And this is in the book. One of the things that one of the pilots did is they put a gorilla mask on and they're in a jet, which is unheard of. And they got right next to the other pilots and the guy looks over and there's a fucking gorilla flying an airplane with no propeller. (laughs) He lands and they go, he's like visibly shook it up. And they're like, what the hell happened? He's like, I I saw a gorilla flying, (laughs) flying a flying saucer. They fucking like grounded him. How many times have we made the joke on this show about a gorilla <laughs> holding a banana right. running around and <laughs> the, the, literally there was one in this, well, in this situation. So, so all these other guys, they go up and they get in close and there's the fucking gorilla. They land. You see, no, see anything? Nope. Saw fucking nothing. <laughs> no one else reported the gorilla sightings. And they're just like, nope, didn't see anything. Was C. Montgomery Burns behind that? <laughs> <laughs> Is it like the thousand monkeys and a thousand typewriters? <laughs> I just realized I've never actually listened to you guys because I don't think I've ever heard you mention a gorilla before. No, yeah, it's subliminal. You got to really <laughs> dig in. You have to listen past five minutes. Neat. <laughs> so after the war, uh, they abandoned it for the most part until Lockheed and the CIA got together, and the Groom Lake Test Facility was established on April 1955 for Project Aquatone and the development of the Lockheed U-2 Strategic Reconnaissance Aircraft. Doesn't it sound more like they were creating? Makeup <laughs> project aquatones, yeah, like aquatones and re- yeah, like blah blah blahs. Like I'm thinking concealant for mermaids. The thing about when the U two came out, there's no stealth, so you had to fly higher and faster that than you the know other of. guys. Well, true, or we just hadn't reverse engineered it yet. <laughs> See what they did there. So the U two was. Practically just a giant fucking glider, and it, it, the wings were way, way disproportionate to the rest of the the, the aircraft. And I know we're going to talk about, you know, maybe UFOs later. I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> but I'm already confused by people who talk about, you know, early. We did an episode a couple weeks back on um, Roswell. And they said that eventually some of those aircraft made their way to Area 51. Mm-hmm. Well, if this thing was out of commission until 1955... I don't, the timeline doesn't make sense to me. Well, they went to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, and then mm. when people start getting, they, they're sniffing around, then they shipped them out to Nevada. Oh, yeah. they start you know, mothballs and all yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, and, don't be a fucking idiot, John. I'm being a sheeple, aren't yep. I? Yeah. Well, and it's also, I mean, now they had a band, so like they had to move out to where, you know, everyone wasn't going to listen to what they were doing as they prepared for the Joshua Tree. <laughs> I don't like the guy, but he's got a point. So you got the guy who's the head of the shit out there, Clarence Kelly Johnson of Lockheed, who ran it. Ooh, shit. Clarence Kelly. Clarence Kelly. Clarence <laughs> Kelly. Clarence Kelly. He called it Skunk Works and Paradise Ranch. And guess what? It was not. <laughs> it was not Paradise, but that's the kind of shit you I say. I think my buddy that's got a weed card bought some Skunk Works the other day. Yeah, it was right. amazing. <laughs> So Lockheed and the CIA chose Groom Lake because it's the middle of fucking nowhere. At least I can contest to that. It is literally the middle of fucking nowhere. It's one of those places where, like, you got to get gas 
not because it's a good idea, because you have to, <laughs> because there's no gas. And you better have a vehicle that can make it out there and back. Last gas station for 315 miles. <laughs> Honey, my, our, gas, our, our gas gauge says we'll only go 312. <laughs> well, you're hoping it. <laughs> so why they pick this place in the middle of fucking nowhere? Well... It's situated next to the Nevada nuclear test site, so it just sounded like a crazy fun idea. You know, fallout and all that shit. But the nuclear test site is gigantic. You know the fun part about that, when they were testing the nukes out there, for a while, they didn't even try to clean it up. It, it, mm-hmm. They just went in. It's like when you were younger and you go out with your dad or uncle or whoever you were blowing up fireworks and, and shut off with. a nuclear explosion <laughs> blow, blow up a bunch of thanks fire. dad <laughs> that was Typical. the best my dad never if, took me anywhere it must have been a st louis thing if we do this in the middle of the lake it's safe right <laughs> no you blow up you know bottle rockets firecrackers whatever so you're gonna tell me that you don't have no black cats no roman candles or screaming memes no Oh, come on, man. You don't got no lady fingers, buzz buttles, snicker bombs, church burners, finger blasters, gut busters, zippity doodahs, or crap flappers? No, I don't. You're going to stand there and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes, no spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, honky lighters, hoosker doos, hoosker don'ts, cherry bombs, nips and dazers, with or without the scooter stick, or one single whistling kitty chaser? You just leave the paper and shit, and the next morning, like, mom walks out. What the hell is going on out here? You guys clean that up. But nobody just leave all the refuse there. They did that only with a nuke. A few years later, they decide, maybe we should go clean that up. And they're like, uh, what the only problem with that is we have no idea what the wind and earthworms might have done with all the plutonium particles. I was just going to say, the worms literally... We're moving it everywhere. That's the shit you don't think about. Area 51, the, the <laughs> name that, that's kind of caught on, well, where do the fucking people get this? Well, there is no area, even 50 out there, but the area that 51 is is next to area 15. Well, there's area 1, 2, 3, 15, you know. So a lot of people say it's just like the mirror inverse of 15. You look at it and it's 51. Maybe let it's me, from another dimension. Let me, let me posit a, uh, a theorem. Uh-oh. We Whoa. crack a new one open. I'm ready. Conspiracy bot. Ugh. What? We are consistently upgrading him or downgrading, depending on your perspective. Huh. <laughs> he's on to us. <laughs> Eventually, he gets upgraded enough where he's time traveling, goes back in time, names the area after our podcast, Hysteria 51. They hear it wrong, call it Area 51. It's plausible. plausible. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's J- how jinx buy me a slurm is what you guys didn't hear Brent just say. That's how uh, that's how flying saucers happened. The, the the guy had said that they looked like they were uh, saucers skipping, skipping on, a, on, a, on yeah. water, and the 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 paper misheard them and said they thought they're flying saucers. saucers. Yep. I, I think that's probably what happened. Why don't you just go ahead and take that to the bank, everyone? Yeah. Uh, tell everybody you know. Sounds good. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so what's it like out there? Well, windows shatter all the time. From the blast of A, the nuclear bombs that are going off next door. This was back in the day. Oh, you mean not now? Still to this day in Rachel, Nevada. Like, if you're right out there in Rachel, there's a couple things that happen. Number one, some days the U.S. government just comes and goes, you have to evac till tomorrow now. And they're like, okay. And then they come back. Is that back, true? Oh, really? yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then when they come back, windows are shattered because they do sonic booms at low level. And you can't. You mean Guile shows up? Yes. Sonic Sonic boom! (laughs) He wanted a burger and he found out they're closed and he he takes no for an answer poorly. And he knocks down the little alien with a Sonic (gasps) boom kick. 
like the best burgers I've That's, ever had in my really life. They were delicious. Burgers. You got shit like that going. They're blowing up shit. They're, they're, they're exploding. And everything's top secret. So even back then, the people that were there, they go, you got to leave or we're going to do this. And you can't. Is the person ordering them around in bison? Yes. They go, you guys got to go inside. You can't come out for a while. Like shit like that happened all the fucking time. And then you get to where they're testing planes. They called the pilots drivers so that if anyone heard them talking about shit, they don't think that they're flying a plane. They use fake names. So the pilots never knew one another's real names. Like strippers. Exactly. Cinnamon and, you know, and candy. And yeah. The weirdest part is the drivers all communicate through CB, which is really odd when they're flying at supersonic <laughs> levels. Breaker 1-9, Breaker 1-9. You got a view on the curvature there. Breaker 1-9, the cinnamon here. <laughs> Snowman, you got your ears on? <laughs> and the other thing is when they, they put these guys up in these fucking crazy ass planes, they didn't tell them the mission until they're doing the mission. Like, what are we doing? You're getting in the air and then finding it out. You're going to climb up this pole. Then you're going to take <laughs> your top off. Slide down. And you're going to slide right back and down. Everything we'll sanitize from, it. Everything from the planes, the pilots, to the people that are working on the things is compartmentalized. You don't know what your neighbor's doing. And let's say that, John, you're working on a radio and I'm working on a some sort of system that would work on a radio so that separately from you, well, if I looked over, I might be able to think, we'll work on like some sort of guidance system. No, they would have me three buildings over. So when I look over, a guy's working on like a fuselage and you're like, I don't fucking, you, they kept you in the dark at all times. Clearly you've never been a stripper. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. I mean, not because of what you just said. I mean, uh-huh. that was just... I saw an interview with a guy that worked there, and he, he he was talking about that, and he said that you know he was working on a project, and and for it was it was an electronics project, and for that project he needed to know the frequency of what the other person was working on in order to make his thing work, and they said I can't t- I don't have clearance to tell you that, <laughs> but he said my thing won't work without that because he because he goes well I don't have clearance to tell you that he goes but if you tell me what's going on with your thing, I can make my thing work and then like plug A into B. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't have clearance to tell you that. Right, right. And so they had to get someone else with clearance to like bridge the gap. Yeah. (laughs) It's like my buddy worked in the military and he worked on computers or he was in the military and he worked on computers. And I remember like what, whoever his leader of his, you know, unit was, their computer broke down and it had sensitive information on it that even the, Colonel didn't have clearance for, but he did working on him. But when you work on like sensitive materials, you have to have someone else there to make sure you don't take it. They had to fly a guy in to stand there while he put like new RAM in a computer, then fly the guy out because his superior didn't have the clearance he did. And that's basic level shit. And this is on a whole nother level. Was the was the frequency up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B A B A select start? <laughs> no, Kenneth, it wasn't. No, there was not. <laughs> I that was it. actually funny. <laughs> that was actually funny. That was like that was three quarters of a bottle of super cheap wine. Funny. You're welcome. And for the record, Joe, it was it was not select start because it was a one player game. It's true. Uh, you messed up. Understood. Uh, so then we got what we talked about earlier. Skunk I was at friends with me. <laughs> Skunkworks is still a division of Lockheed. <laughs> Top-level shit, all black. Everything. Some of the planes developed at Area 51 include the U-2 Dragon Lady, the A-12 Oxcart, which then became the SR-71 Blackbird. Coolest plane ever. F-117 Nighthawk. I literally 
I was just in in the outline, Joe. You're going to find out. I literally wrote coolest fucking plane ever. Later. Is that because it's what the X Men flew? That's true. Outline. I thought we the just RQ, went off the cuff on this. Uh-huh. For those of you playing at home, the SR seventy one Blackbird. That's that's what people think of when they think of the stealth planes. Yeah, like stealth. And that well, that started it all. Right. Yeah. Then we got the RQ one seventy Sentinel, the B two Spirit. Tacit Blue and Have Blue, which are great names. Experimental <laughs> stealth craft. Drones are Predator drones. And the F-22 Raptor. Au contraire, it doesn't stop there, gentlemen and lady. Then you got unacknowledged aerial vehicles. The Aurora, the brilliant buzzard mothership. <laughs> Check out this fucker. Wait, is Black it- Star orbital space plane. Black Star! Aren't those all just Parliament albums? <laughs> My theme song. The shark, the subsonic high alpha research concept, and countless unnamed public UFOs. Brent went to Target today and literally just took the list of all of the uh, Lego Star Wars collections. Oh, you went to Target without me? And listed them all off. That's what what I know. You don't go to Target without Lisa because she gets cranky. You just got to lie. No, baby, I didn't go to Target. Why Target's was, like crack for women. I don't get it. $150 and 10 minutes later. I know. Hey, tell you what's $150 and 10 minutes later for me. <laughs> oh, were you in the booth earlier? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> So glad my parents don't listen to you podcasts. guys. Have heard of like the you know the Aurora and at least the Aurora people have heard of Black Star is a badass name. Mm-hmm. Brilliant Buzzard was this giant plane that would would fly up in the air with another plane on its on its back, mm-hmm. launch them so that like it was like a and it would help others get into orbit for Lord knows what. Oh, like when two <laughs> believe it or not, go on stage. believe it or not, the reason I know that plane exists is because. Micro machines made a version of that plane, and I had it called the Brilliant Buzzer. Yes, isn't that awesome? And well, it that, was a plane with a piggybacked other plane. That on top other that plane must have been really small. Exactly. No, no it, but it wasn't though. The Brilliant Buzzard is like a gigantic black. Nobody's talking about the micro machine. Not the micro machine. Don't freak out. But I think I had one. Another interesting project in this cool project Have Donut. I don't know who Have Donut they hired to name these. Homer Simpson. Simpson. Mm. They ended up with a MIG. This guy defected from the Soviet Union with a MiG, lands outside of the Soviet Union, and the U.S. goes, we'll take that, thank you. Because we were getting decimated by MiGs all over the... He, de- he defected to Israel. And, and Israel, Israel was our ally. Israel was our ally, and Israel we said, here you possession. go. Right, right, right. And we back... Well, I think we told Israel we were taking well, possession. We back-engineered it to see why they were fucking destroying us in dogfights. Why did they find out? Zero reason. Their pilots were better. Their pilots would go vertical and would stall out their planes just to fucking take someone out. And our guys wouldn't. They put two pilots, one in an A4 and one in a MiG. They'd go at it. Whoever was the best pilot, no matter which plane they're in, beat them. But they did learn the weaknesses of the MiG. And And they learned that that the A4 was faster. Based on that. That that defection, mm-hmm. getting that plane, that was the beginning of what became the Top Gun program. Yeah. I feel the need. The, the need for speed. And Scientology. No, just speed. Thank yeah. you, c I was just going to say, mind you, this was before Viper was up there. So, <laughs> And that's what started our air superiority, like just realizing what we were working with. So they, they taught fighters, like I said, to engage vertically until stall. And boom, it just turned out. Our guys were just being big ass pussies, and those Soviets were like drinking vodka and fucking saying, I don't fucking care. Using pencils to write in space. (laughs) 
So there's lots and lots and lots of, of very secret planes. Yeah. Like the U2 was game changer. Spy plane, super high. Thought it'd never be shot down until one got shot down. Then the ox cart, the A-12 ox cart, which became the most badass plane ever, the SR-71 Blackbird. Top it ever flew 85,069 feet. 69, mm-hmm. eh? Top Whoa. speed, 2,193.2 miles. And I guarantee you, there are planes that have gone way higher and way faster than that. We're looking at this, and we think of that as like the most badass plane ever. That thing was put into commission in like 1959 right. or whatever. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. It's yeah. been out of commission for almost 30 years. Yep. Well, out of commission in the U.S. military, the X Men still use that's one. That's true. But that's it's true. souped up. The Beast did a lot with it. <laughs> they call it the Hank McCoy has done a lot of tinkering. And here's what's interesting about Area 51 with that the CIA originally was using it, and the U.S. Air Force came in and said, this is a really nice installation you got here. We'll uh, we'll take over. And the CIA is like, no, no, you won't. And they're like, it became a pissing match between the two, and they grounded the Blackbird because they weren't the CIA owned the Blackbird. And finally, they said, okay, Air Force, you can kind of take over Area Fifty One. And what do you know? The Blackbird goes into operations, as we learned with DB Cooper. They even used it trying to find where he was at. The thing about the SR-71, and the the thing that I love about it is, it looked like a fucking spaceship. And when they were testing it, they were trying to figure out how to make it invisible to radar. They made a full-scale mock-up of it, and it was on a 60-foot pole, and they would shoot radar at it, and they knew that the Russians had satellites, and the they, wanted to from see, they wanted to see what we were working on. So before they were tracking these satellites, so before the satellites would go over, they would take the plane, the pull down, put it inside, satellite would go over. What they didn't realize was twofold. Number one, the plane left a cold spot on the ground, so they'd see a shape, so they could knew they were working on something. But number two, the shape was like the fucking SR-71 Blackbird, and the Russians were like, what the living fuck is that? <laughs> they had no <laughs> clue. No, they said it with a Russian accent, Brent. Do it right. Oh, uh, what the fuck is that? Hey, oh. Thank no, you. do it with an Asian accent. No, dude, that sounds like a guy from New What's York. That? <laughs> no, that's Speed Buggy. <laughs> that's my hey. I don't. I don't think so. Speaking of Soviets, here's a good one. The first official picture of Area 51 was a Soviet satellite image in 1988. As a huge fuck you, they got a picture of Air 51, sold it to Popular Science Magazine, and they published it. Wasn't uh, the the reporter on that for Popular Science Yakov Smirnov? <laughs> In Russia, <laughs> Blackbird watches you. <laughs> Little did they know. <laughs> Oh, that wasn't the first picture, though, ever snapped. So that's almost not the first picture ever snapped of of Area 51. Remember Skylab? The first, like, manned orbital Was that the precursor to C-Lab? It was. Skylab! No. <laughs> so in 73, Skylab actually snapped a picture of it because they were like, what the fuck is this? And the CIA actually caught the picture and like, you you can't look at that. You, you, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they wanted to make it a, a part of their official report. Like, so NASA, whenever they take all of these pictures, puts an official report out. Here are all the pictures we took. Here's everything that happened. Yada, yada. 
Um, uh, and look at this one. No, don't look at that and one. And C-Lab. Or C-Lab. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so uh, the CIA said, yeah, you're not, you, you're not going to include that. They went a couple rounds, and, and you can imagine CIA versus NASA, who probably won. This. NASA. <laughs> Well, as Double. we just as we just told you that in 1988 it was no. the first one that was actually published. So yeah, uh, the CIA won. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. Go was for that, knowledge. Was that when? Was that before? That was, was that free. when uh, HW was head of the CIA? Hmm. No, uh, though. Interesting uh, aside, this happened a little bit later when Carter got into uh, got into office. He said. Because Carter was a, a renowned UFO believer, I would let him know all this shit. He said he went to the CIA Wait, and J- said, "Jimmy or Billy?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> he uh, he went to uh, the CIA and went to Herbert Walker. Uh, I want everything having to do with UFOs declassified, and I want it done now, and I want it all sent to me. And <laughs> and uh, and. The, Herbert Walker just said, "Yeah, no, that's that's not like, going to happen. No, literally, <laughs> well, that's above your pay. You, I don't think you, he you, said it like that. Can we get Dana Carvey in here to <laughs> tell us how he said it? <laughs> that's not, a lie. Not, not no, not fuck yourself. Not that's what you, you know. What he said, you know what he said, you know what, honestly, what you know what they said to him? You're a temporary employee. Yep, yep. It's kind of true. <laughs> Simple as that. I mean, You're a temporary employee." Years. This is when you've got not it. for him. This is well, when I'm, you've I got say maximum, right? Maximum eight years, like, and then you're out, yeah. dude. The big difference is now you can go to fuck Google Maps and you just look up Area 51, and there it is. You know, now if you actually want to take a peek at Area 51, there's a place called Tikaboo Peak. Wait a minute, Tikaboo wasn't Peak. she? Wasn't she a uh, Olympic skier? She worked. <laughs> she worked with cinnamon for a while. She broke her leg. Right, right. Yeah, Letterman used to say her name all the time as a punchline. <laughs> but it was like For right after reason. we got right after we got married, they like lifted something over twenty thirteen. You know, it was like well, twenty thirteen, and they like kind of like it wasn't a secret, some, right? Cha- well, they released like we said in the beginning of the show. They released it actually. Yes, it's actually. <sighs> I wasn't there. listening to the beginning of the show. But Tikaboo Beak, 26 miles away, is the best, the closest you can get now and actually see the base. But in the past, there was Freedom Ridge and Whitesides Peak, which were pretty close. And they called them like. What they call them, like lawn chair peak, because there was so many people there just watching the site. But that all got changed, and you know, we'll get into that in a little bit. But only pictures confirmed the existence of Area 51. For years, the government, as we said, denied the existence, as Lisa was saying there. But in 13, that Freedom of Information Act revealed two lawsuits from the 90s against the government from former workers, and the government finally had to acknowledge the site. See, workers burned unknown materials. That were used for stealth. They just dig pits and burn it. And guess what? Those motherfuckers became sick. You don't fucking say. Turns out, if you get a fire hot enough, you can burn asbestos, but it's not a good idea to breathe it in. <laughs> I think the shit mm. trumps asbestos. By the You'll person. see. I think it does. One dude was like melting. Literally, like his skin was falling off. So they go to the doctors, <laughs> and the doctor's like, well, what were you exposed to? And they're like, we don't know. And they're like, well, Stuff. what happened? Like, well, we asked for masks. Gorilla and they masks? they said it wasn't in the budget, probably, <laughs> if they were smart. <laughs> so they said, can we bring our own masks? And they said, no, that's too much of a security risk. You just stand there and do it. Here's some rubber gloves. That's what they gave them. <laughs> so these guys go and they sue. And all they asked for was to be able to know what was in the chemicals that they were burning. And the CIA goes to the judge and goes, you don't have the clearance to even look at the documents in this clay, in this case, and you're going to dismiss it. And the judge is like, dismissed. 
And they all fucking died, and no one knows. But that was what led to Clinton in 1995 signing a bill that Area 51 answers to no one, even the EPA. federal government everybody well little little known side part of that bill was gorilla masks for everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> oh good good oh point. clinton i thought it was blowjobs for everyone is that wrong blue no, dress only is only for him that's blow, oh, oh. blow jobs from blue everyone was his was his from his so, motto was from everyone so still the epa tests everything there they're just not allowed to release it and they give it to the people like this is what you're doing to the environment Cool. That's great. (laughs) So, uh, let me get this straight. Um, If it turns green, it's okay. Yellow, it's a little troubling. Red, get out. Uh, Bright red, everyone's going to die. White, no one can come here for 50 years. And purple, there's probably going to be a hole in the ground all the way to the core. Um, This just turned fuchsia. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. That's not even on the chart. I mean, we're I don't know. Yeah, I always just fine. go by the rule uh, that Homer Simpson once said, if it's brown, drink it down. If it's black, send it back. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that happened with Mr. Clinton, he expanded the airspace from five miles by nine miles to 22 miles wide by 20 miles up. So it's restricted airspace. If you venture into it, you will lose your shit. I needed somewhere to go play that sax. Well, there you go. And still to this day, it's top secret. But people work there. You go to McCarran International Airport, and you got Janet Airlines, those white planes with the red stripe. They're flying yeah, people out them. to I've air. Yeah. yeah, it's a privately owned terminal. You can't get into it from inside the airport. And Janet is an acronym. What um, Janet is what they call them. It's Janet Flight 315. Right, Janet. and Janet is just another something terminal. Yeah. You're Defense s- contractor EG&G owns that. Just another You're terminal. You're sober at the Las Vegas airport? That's impressive. <laughs> on my way in. Oh, carry oh, on. Yeah. Yep. Still don't so understand. The big takeaway is everything they do there is black projects. And this is what is funny about Area 51. We know about it now. Everything that they do there is black. But you look at the, the planes that we know of now, like the Nighthawk and these other planes that we've seen, the, the Raptor. Think of all the shit that we don't. We see these flying triangle ships in the air and shit like that. You can't tell me we don't have shit that'll well, not say we know about it now. Off. A lot of it's supposition. We know about the base. We know we the know base is there. there. We 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 assume that a lot we assume that a lot of top secret airplanes have come from there. We know that Well, we know that a lot of them came there because they they're declassified and they test them there and there's footage and shit like that. We also know it's all about the base. Thank you, Megan Trainer. Mm. No trouble. But did the de- I don't know that the declassified mm-hmm. documents that they that they actually cop to and released said the SR seventy one absolutely is from there. Uh, and they, now the uh, now the drivers can't come forward and talk about it, and they and they do ad nauseum. Does that does that include the Lego sets that you were discussing earlier? Um, that was the, Micro Machines and was him. Some, but not he, all. No, I called him. I called him Lego sets. The Black Star Orbital Space Plane. The the shark subsonic. No. Joe no. And I now you'll notice before those, I said unacknowledged. So those are just big maybes. Big well, maybes. And, but that's part of the interesting thing, right? Is is we're all just about the right age. We were young when it was happening, but I I remember. I, I've got to imagine you guys do. Like, yeah, you're a lot older than us. Jim. Of uh, 
you remember there were there were multiple years, easily three or four years, that there were rumors of the stealth bomber. Oh before yeah, before it finally got acknowledged, oh, yeah, that yeah. it existed, yes. and it was out of Area and you know 51, when it comes and on, that's where they were testing it. And you know when it comes into existence when someone finally gets a picture, yes. and they go. Well, it's yep, true. We've got this thing, and we've been blowing the crap out of everybody in the world with it, and well, now you all know. The the brilliant buzzard, they got a fucking picture. So that's when they said, oh, well, right. yeah, that, that exists. And but, but my point was, like, the, we like we knew there was something going on there. There were all these rumors out there of, like, the cool technology that we had that it's like, this is barely even believable. And it turns out, and no, you know who, it was very much real. And you know who normally gets those pictures? C-Lab. John Goforth. Uh, everyone knew that these planes and shit was going on, but a lot of people didn't know that there was actually a base out there until one gentleman by the name of Bob Lazar, that Bob character, Lazar. came into came into the public eye. And we're going to talk about him after the break with more Hysteria Bobby. 51. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you you say it until you do, and then you know that that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why you know this has been trusted by experts for thirty years, and there's over twenty five different languages that you can learn, and people, millions and millions of users use it because, like you said, it does seep in, and you're using it with you know you get speech recognition, and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient, and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started for Larry limited time. Hysteria Fifty One listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone dot com slash today that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life wow redeem redeem, redeem. how do they do it rush your 50 oh. percent off <laughs> rush <laughs> redeem it 50 percent off rosettastone.com slash today do it today After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. 
So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Welcome back, Hysteria Nation. <laughs> Producer Lisa pulling double duty. I just love the way that song goes. I love the dancing, <laughs> the romance, the Bob Lazarness. Bob Lazar, Bob Lazar. So when we left you, oh fair listener, last we told you enter one Bob Lazar. Oh, man, you can't talk Area Fifty One without talking Bob Lazar, John. You can't, and what you can't? can't talk Bob Lazar without thinking that dude needs a makeover. You can't. What can you talk about without Wait, talking did we about, talk about makeup Bob Lazar? I, I don't know of any topic. Yeah, it, what's awesome, if you ever go and look at Bob Lazar documentaries, I might have mentioned this on our Bob Lazar episode. It, that was 40 episodes ago. One of his, uh, like a documentary that he put together is uh, it opens in the desert. He drives up in like a cor- his, his C4 vet. <laughs> yeah. Corvette. Door opens, gets out, puts his arm on the door. Hi. I'm Bob, Bob Lazar. Lazar. That's the clip that we used Vroom. for the intro of our our episode. No, no, Bob no, no. Lazar episode. No, the the clip we used was an uh was from a news cl- uh, news clip. Oh, I thought it was from the uh, that news clip is him. I thought in front of his vet talking. No, the, uh, I, I know this because I actually in my did, mind, I actually did that intro. You guys in don't even mind. listen to the show, do you? You know how I know that in my mind. Bowie was in it. Mm. I love David Bowie. He was in the car. Mm. So. <laughs> We're talking conspiracy theories on this second half of this show and what could actually be going on out there in Area 51. In fact, you're always talking conspiracy theories. You say much. conspiracy theory, yeah. I say fact. Well, there you go. Like we said, they're all black projects. And whenever theory, something's fact. secret, people's minds run crazy. You look at the planes we've seen. <laughs> it's true. No, you wonder. It's no wonder shit when that's flying that looks like the SR-71 Blackbird could be misidentified as alien craft. Yep. You know, but what if some actually are alien craft being flown or reverse engineered out there. And that is where Bob Lazar enters. Let's give the kids at home a little taste of our you, earlier Tell episode. you what, let's play let's play your your bowiness as you said. We're going to play a little bit of that clip. I got out of the bus. I was told to walk directly through the hangar and uh, immediately 
uh, even before entering the hangar, you can see the edge of a disc. Uh, this is your classic flying saucer, two inverted pie plates, if you wish, uh, with a segmented larger area dome on top. Within minutes of that, I finally realized that this had nothing to do with something the government was producing. I cut it off before Bowie got us in trouble. So Bob Lazar, John, why don't we give the people a little bit of a backstory on Bob Lazar? Before Lazar came out, Area 51 was just this kind of this known unknown. Only hardcore UFO aficionados were out there and knew anything about it. He comes out in 1988 to a local Las Vegas TV station uh, on the news, does an interview and says, hey, guess what? I worked at Area 51. I actually worked at a super secret version of Area 51 just south of there called S4. And we had alien aircraft there. But I'll double down on that. Uh, Meet me out here at this black mailbox in the middle of nowhere on said time at said location, and you'll be able to see one of these UFOs. And the news guy's like, all right, we'll bite. They go out there, and I'll be damned. A fucking light comes up and flies off. A UFO came up. Unidentified Unidentified flying flying object. object. Yeah. Doesn't say that it's an alien, but they couldn't figure out what it was. And Bob Lazar's like, that's where I worked. That's one of them. A thank you. (laughs) And he tells his story, and he says that he... He worked at Los Alamos. He was brought in there to work on their propulsion systems. And he was, when they brought him in at first, he signed like a 10-10 agreement. He signs all of his his rights as an American citizen away. And they give him just a little bit of time. Just a little bit of time to look over paperwork. And he said he saw all this information of like alien shit. Like they they commandeered craft. But he said he only had like 22 minutes to go through everything. He's trying to get everything in his mind. Long story short, he's working on the propulsion systems and trying to reverse engineer it. And it all comes down to this element, element 115, which at that time didn't exist. And he said that they use it as like a gravity multiplier. And these craft made like wormholes. They made a singularity and sucked themselves through space. We've got a gravity multiplier. (laughs) (laughs) And he said in order to make the element 115, the version of element 115 that they needed, it had to be made outside of the gravity of a star. So it had to be made outside, like far out reaches of a solar system so that it wasn't affected in any way. I'm not saying anything about, go ahead. That's where most good things are made, right? Outside of a star. Is outside of the gravity of a star? That's right. I'm not saying anything about Bob Lazar's story one way or the other, but uh, I've been watching a lot of Rick and Morty lately. And Bob Lazar's story, well, well, sounds plausible. Like, gravity multiplier. Okay, I multiply gravity, that makes more force, I get it. If you watch Rick and Morty, uh, just this mad scientist who makes a bunch of shit, they just throw words together and it's like, Oh, oh, yeah, those words together, that's how they travel through <laughs> dimensions. I get mm-hmm. it. Like, that, that's kind of what Bob Lazar did. Right. And now they've actually found... Element 115. Yeah. They've made Element 115, and it's not... It doesn't behave the way he said. And he's like, well, there's... Elements can be in different, you know, forms, which is that's true. Element 115A. I meant well, Element 115B. Here's where it gets interesting. He says they erased him because when you go back and you try to find out where he worked, where he you. went to school, shit like that. I'm the eraser. He doesn't show up. If you can't tell, I was doing my Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was wait. So was Vanessa Williams involved? I thought <laughs> I thought that's what the Men in Black knew. Well, they did it on him because he. They know that he worked at Los Alamos because he actually was in the paper and it showed that he worked on like a rocket car there. And he's brought forth W twos and he says, "Here's the taxes that I had from." 
working at the government, which people say is fake. Wait, and didn't Super Dave also work on a rocket car? He did. It crashed into the side of a mountain, if I remember right. And he popped out and goes, hey. hey he popped out and said, hey, I'm I'm on the show. Hey, I'm your enthusiasm now. <laughs> Curb it. But I will say this. He did pass two polygraphs. And the, the interesting th- thing about these polygraphs that I liked is they asked the mundane questions. Like, when you went there and you were going to go to, you know. Take a poop. L- l- yeah. Did you go left or right? He's like, we turned down left, and then oh, what did you do next? And he passed all these mundane things. So that I did find interesting. Did they ask him anything about Sidney Bristow on Melrose Place, like uh, that Seinfeld episode when Jerry had to do the polygraph? Never. <laughs> not not following that one. <laughs> Damn it. Sidney Bristow on Melrose Place. How did he listen to Melrose well, si- Place? You guys, did, you guys weren't obsessed with Sidney Bristow? Obsessed? When you were in high school? No. Is she the blonde with the short hair no, or the redhead? No, that was her sister. She was the redhead. Oh, Jane gingers. was the blonde. So you like people with no soul. Obviously. The big thing, though, about Bob, the thing that he comes out with and he argues is, I'm mad at the U.S. government, not because they silenced me, not because they erased me. They have clean energy and they're hiding it from the masses and they're just relying on fossil fuels. That is our quick and dirty on Bob. We've done a whole episode. If you want to hear it, you know, you can go back and listen to it. What are you guys' thoughts? Yeah, don't click pause right now, but when you finish this episode, (laughs) go back. I think it's episode 10 ish. There's two. Uh, There's two episodes. That's true. That's true. 10 and 11. Go back, listen. You'll get our thoughts on it there. But basically, he said he worked there. We had a bunch of old UFOs. We used those UFOs, like real UFOs. He got to work on the sport model. The sport model. And we used them to reverse engineer. Did the sport model have a sweet spoiler on it? I hope so. <laughs> In my version, it does. And it was cherry and a racing stripe. And, and two exhaust pipes. And it was cherry red. <laughs> so what do you think? Could we have downed alien craft? When tech baffles the public, I always say, they blame it on UFO. It's easier. I mean, he always says this when we're in line at the airport. I go, see that plane? If you can't describe it, that's just UFO. So here's one question I have, though. Why is it always only like um, like mechanical tech that turns into people saying things about like, well, that must be alien? Well, like, no one's saying used to blame it about it on like, magic. It used well, to be just well, magic. True. But I'm just saying like in today's age. Like people say, like, oh, well, that that technology for flight must be alien based, but no one's saying that about like the current technology for like machine learning. Like, well, that's way too advanced. Computers can't think like humans. Must be alien. No one's saying that. They're only right. saying it about cars and planes. No, no, they actually are saying that. They're saying, but what they're saying is the basis for that thirty years ago. We got from the aliens, and then we've been advancing it from there. You know what's got to be a really good... So Bill Gates basically talked to the aliens. You know what's got to be a really good feeling is when you create something, and then the public goes, there's no fucking way. That is alien-based. And you're like, I'm so far advanced they can't so, grasp it and they blame it on aliens so brent what what would you do if so if you invented something in the next 10 years and that happened would you say well this is awesome or would you say crap am i am i an alien i'd question everything because we know we're living in. i'd a, wonder if i was living, an alien we're living in a simulation on a flat earth inside the firmament i mean i'd question everything holograms flying in front of the sun <laughs> presidents looking at the sun i mean i don't even know what to do these days I feel like conspiracy bot has something to say about this ha nope you're on your own i'm taking a nap through the snooze fest <laughs> you guys bring up a good point you know, talking about this tech we had stealth literally like 20 years yes. before any other government could even put a finger on how we did it no well that's the thing about the blackbird think about it we we 
people started learning about the Blackbird like in like the 80s that mm-hmm. it existed. They'd been flying that thing <laughs> since the 50s. Yeah. Like, and let, it was, let's say 60s, but they started it in the late 50s. But the yeah. 80s were really that. enlightening. They had a lot of cocaine. Exactly. It was awesome. Well, that, that, well, I mean, that yeah. does do a lot for you. What about the Aztecs? If you place a picture side by side of the Hadron Collider and the Aztec calendar, there's an eerie similarity between the two. Cocksucker woke up, I guess. <laughs> this is, Lisa, know, this is what happens when you wake him up. Oh, uh, like, and promises of acting work no, again. No, but literally, like yeah. the fast, like you said, the fastest planes in the world. Yeah. Like, where would these, is this where these were held and tested? Yeah, that's where it was. But if it was, here's my question on Area 51. Is it still used for that? If we knew that all of this is going on there, can they still use it to the best of their abilities like they did? And if not, where are they doing it at? Have we replaced Area 51 with Area 52 or, you know, Section S4 is now there's an S5 somewhere? Better question. Is there a Hysteria 52 out there Mm. and is it going to replace us? We're going to fight. No. (laughs) It's getting real. Uh, I'll bring my pocket knife. No need. I'm packing a laser. It's just a laser pointer I found and gave it to him. (laughs) But no, you can blind him. For real, let's talk about my question, though. Do you guys think that it's still used like it was before they knew about it? Well, first, let's talk about what it is. I don't mean what's in there. Well, we'll get to that. We know what's on the surface. Go to Google Earth. You can see it. Even that's conjecture, but yeah. A lot of them are movable buildings, so, you know. Do they move them around a lot. Each satellite picture, the buildings are in different configurations. No, I mean... It, but it, what I'm saying is it's not... Um, the, the footprint isn't five miles wide. We, we know we know roughly the footprint, right? Even if it's in different... Yeah, on, on, on top and, of the ground. On top of the ground. Mi- so my question ground, is... Middle ground, real quick. Like, middle ground, I would say. 100%, John, you're right. Like, there's, there's something there. There's a thing. Brent, see what you're saying, but, like, just... Like, think to, think to like... In you know, in the early two thousands, when everyone was trying to figure out with Iraq, are they building weapons of mass destruction? What we found was they were really, really good at camouflaging what mm-hmm. something looked like and what it was. We've got to be able to do it just as well. I yeah. mean, this was Iraq; it was essentially a third world country. But we do know there's this like boundary where stuff is going on with what what's called Area Fifty One. It doesn't matter if you mask the buildings, like which makes the question going on I was about there. to ask underground. Exactly. Do you think I'm I'm just saying that we know the rough footprint on the surface. Do you think that underground that there's this huge huge footprint yes. of all kinds of stuff no Absolutely. matter what that is. There's so many people that fly there. There are too many people that fly there every day to fit in those buildings. Like as they say if that's the only footprint. Now you know there's got to be some underground. I believe it's probably vast. I mean, don't you think the most of that shit, even those planes, aren't going to be in Kwanzaa huts and the small, you know, Hangar 18? There's not even 18 hangars out there, but that's the famous one, Hangar 18. I don't know, though, dude, because, like, just yesterday, no joke, just yesterday I was going out to O'Hare Airport to get my TSA Global clearance, and I was taking the train name drop in in Chicago, the blue line. Uh, It's my favorite line. In my car, there were easily... Is it the piss smell that you enjoy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm. probably. There were easily 50 people in my car. It was jammed. I couldn't even sit down. And here's what's weird. I counted. Four people had any kind of luggage that looked like they were flying. Another seven were wearing something involving a badge or maybe a McDonald's, you know, shirt or whatever that they might work there. 
McDonald's well, no, is that they would over? work there. So 11 total people <laughs> out of 50 in my car looked like they belonged out there. What were the rest of these people doing going to O'Hare? They I don't really even really like Cinnabon. Do they? Yeah. Are they just hanging out? Hey, you guys want to go through TSA? They give the best pat down at O'Hare. <laughs> I really think there is underground. Do you not? Do you not? You seem like you're No, like, I was just asking. I, 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 I do. Oh, Lisa, I, I mean, absolutely you, do. What do you think? There has to be. Like, there. So this is great. So they, they say that like this is happening, and they know everybody knows that like everybody is like, suspicious of Area 51, right? That mm-hmm. doesn't exist or whatever. So take advantage of it, right? So like the best way to lie is to tell the truth. So be like, yeah, yeah, sure, there's shit Profound. going on. Right. I agree. But I'm not going to tell you everything because I think they can just like tell you to like, all right, well, we'll tell you enough to get you satisfied. There's something going on. Just like when they build these giant underground bunkers for the governments and they only last for a few years and they move them and they switch them when people find out about them and shit. Do they really move them? They do. They they don't move them. They move the location that the the Mm -hmm. president will go to. I believe that with Area 51. It's probably not near as Im- a black site. It still is that it used to be. I bet the super secret shit is somewhere else that we haven't found yet. And in 2023, maybe we'll find out of that. And then in 2030, we'll find out there was one past that. Who yeah, knows? I think I think like they're they're taking they're capitalizing on it because they're like, okay, everybody thinks it's here. See, so I think I agree with that. Yes, like well, play I agree off with Lisa. that. We think it's here, and like everybody's focused here. It's like that whole, you know, like the the like a magician. Um, yeah, yeah. Look here, look here, and really, they're like over in Area Fifty Two. That's what I'm saying. Oh, but so like, you know right, who's like, putting it all together? The John fuck? and Brent. No, no, you silly ass! It's the <laughs> reptilians. Reptile wins. They got tunnels to all the other bases: Sedona, Denver Airport. Dulce, I I was just testing you guys. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Don't you think that, like, if they've got underground pedways in Chicago, they've got fucking underground pedways everywhere. I think these are a little bit more than a pedway. No, no, I don't know. No, question. question. We we all saw Austin Powers. The underground area at Area 51, back to Area 51, how big do you think it is? You know, this thing was so huge, it was, you know... Bigger than a Walmart. Oh my God! Is Bigger it, or smaller than a Walmart? Wait, what, what kind of Walmart? Because like Walmart <laughs> in like Southern Illinois are like massive. Walmart in Southern Illinois is massive. What are we talking about? Is it possible? Now, Area Fifty One like, is like, a Walmart. Do you, <laughs> underground is Walmart the? the is reference? it the largest Walmart? Do you think? Do you think miles? Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think it's out of question. I'll, I'll joke aside that those bases are connected. I believe the, the the Southwest all out there, I believe that they have doomsday prep. They make those doomsday preppers look like fucking hooligans. Like they are ready. And I bet you any amount of money, upwards of $15, that there is connected bases, Denver Airport, all those fucking there things. There has to be. I'd buy that for a dollar. No. <laughs> this is a really dumb science question that'll prove my naivete. 42. If there was, if it, if it was that big, and it was connected to all of those other bases, mm-hmm. and what? the people that say all the WalMarts are connected with underground bases, they are. A Walmart. Sh- they w- are. Wouldn't wouldn't the 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 detectors that we have that pick up like seismic activity notice all the hollowness? Well, I mean that's that's no, a lot no. of that's a lot of hollowed out ground, man. You're saying the detectors but, you have, like, don't you think that the government would be like, <laughs> this dumbass is, yeah. has a detector? And like, number one, cut and that number, shit out. In the grand scheme of things, I mean, if it's just the tunnels going 
you know, with, I don't know, some sort of rail car or something going between them, who would? When you're out in the High Plains Desert, there's nothing out there, and there's no one around you. Who's testing you? And the people in Rachel are looking to the sky. They're not looking down on the ground. They're fucking crazies. This is a two-bit podcast that knows nothing about anything <gasps> that is pointing out that this could be a possibility. I would think that people who have some sonar could, could point it at it and go... But sonar doesn't work or, or that not, way. Not sonar. You know what I'm fucking saying. I said I don't know anything about science. My point is, using the correct implements or tools. Don't get caught up in the details, yeah, Brent. But I'm saying that I think if you go out there and you go, I'm going to test this, they anytime you put like their quote-unquote irons to the fire, you get chastised or laughed at. Like, no one's... No one's really looking Chastise. at Chastise. Bad boy. Bullshit. You've been a bad boy. You better fucking believe it. If you if you step out of the mainstream science, they look at you like you're a fucking idiot. If you have anything, wasn't that long ago that talking about there might be another planet in our solar system got you laughed out of the room. Now, that's considered to be the, the going thing. Remember, we went on, Brent and I went on a, a thing. I think it was also on our honeymoon. I can't remember. And it was like, for every dolphin you see. No, there, you chose to forget. I know, I know. Every For for every dolphin you see, there's like three under the surface. Mm-hmm. You Don't gotta, be so overly dramatic about it, Chuck. <laughs> you got to imagine that for everything that we see as laymen, there's like. Three more layers to it. So, John, I know we, you don't buy into a lot of this shit, but you got to think that they got some, a lot of underground things that we don't know about. Nation, we want pictures of your dogs. That's just a personal request from me, but while you look for a good one, let me tell you about something near and dear to mine, Brent's hearts. Your dog's health. You may have noticed lots of dogs suffering from health issues these days. Joints, odors, it's not good. Actress Katherine Heigl noticed these issues too, and after a ton of research, there was one place she found we can look to support any dog's health. Their food. So she created Superfood Complete, food for your four-legged friend that's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet, including several superfoods vital to your dog's health. Her company, Badlands Ranch, also supports the Jason Debus Heigl Foundation, which has helped rescue thousands of dogs and place them in loving homes. Now, I know Brent has used Superfood Complete with his lovable meatballs, and they absolutely love it. He said it's easy to prepare, both his guys grow crazy for it, and he loves knowing what he's giving them is healthy and full of ingredients that are actually beneficial to his little rapscallions. You can try it for yourself by going to BadlandsRanch.com slash hysteria and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BadlandsRanch.com slash hysteria today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. I do. I just don't. I don't think all all those bases are connected. Joe, what are your thoughts? I'm I'm interested to hear. <sighs> ah, I love this one so much because, on one hand, I genuinely believe 99.9 percent of people who work in the government are the dumbest people that exist. Because if you're smart, you'll make a lot more money doing mm-hmm. things privately. However, <laughs> however. Unless you're one of those sweet government contractors, However, that's where the money yes. comes I thought it was going to yes. the devil. However, here's this thing where we have this long history of achievement far beyond anything you can even imagine. I mean, I genuinely do. Like, I get all geeked up about it. Like, I'm, I, I don't mean to go on and on, but, like, I have to. Do you understand how awesome the Blackbird is? Like, Are it we would, back on that? It's, it's it was a micro machine, Joe. No, no, but he's right. No, but we the, still look at that, and it's yes, fucking today. Like 60 years today, old. we read X Men comics and watch X Men movies, and it's the plane they fly around, and we think, "Oh my god, that's the most futuristic plane I've ever seen." And it's been around since the. It's 60s. almost as if you've been doing too much science. Too much science? Is that possible? It's funny. They had the Transformer that was the Blackbird. It was the old man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's so fucking old. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is what we came up with. And and like the government created this stuff. That's incredible. And so to Or think, did they? Well, I don't know. But I think I know. But like we created stealth. We didn't just paint a plane to look like the sky. We literally figured out. How to make radar not be able to bounce off of mm-hmm. an object. That is so Or gave it a cross-section cool. that looked like tinier than a bug at flight. Right? Yeah. I mean, that is so cool. And so you think about this and you're like, these are only the things that randomly somehow got out. We've come up with amazing stuff. Now, here's where I disagree with Brent. I don't agree that Area 51 is not still the place where we do all this stuff. And here's why. The government was ahead of thinking about the way people saw things to deny its existence, to do whatever, to maybe, maybe a lot of theory here. I believe this maybe create the concept of you're seeing alien UFOs when you see things in the sky as opposed to what we're working on. But I also think they're smart enough to understand, like, the way the world works changes Way too much accessibility today, way too much ability to take pictures, to take video, to post things, to share things. Social media allows massive, very fast ability to share uh, information. I think they've gotten out in front of that, not by trying to move the location, but by trying to actually create publicity, you know, sort of like sleight of hand to say like, hey, maybe it's something else. I don't know. Maybe it's just more simple than you think. I think that's what's going on. You didn't answer his question, though. Do you think the other bases are connected underground? Oh, was that the question? There was a question. No. <laughs> there you have it. So the big thing we keep we keep circling around in this thing is, I made the joke about reptilians, but if we really want to talk about aliens, the one you got to talk about, John, is J-Rod. 
you got to talk about the J-Rock conspiracy because so many people that claim to have worked at Area 51 come forward and say, yeah. You know, I worked at Area 51 with an alien. His name was J-Rod. Oh, J-Rod. He, he played for the Yankees, right? That's right. Body, I like that. It's an A-bomb from A-Rod. He helped with everything from back engineering alien viruses to working with saucer flight simulators. The guy gets around. So Dan Burrish, John, who's that cat? Uh, he came out a while back and said that he worked at Area 51. Oh, um, so, yeah. You straight know. shooter. Yeah, yeah. You know that they're not the most credible when they can't even get interviewed by, like, MUFON. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Who are knocking on our door. So, yeah, when, right. When, you're, when you, you're looking at YouTube videos and, and, and the, the interview was done on, like, his uncle's camcorder. But he said he befriended J-Rod. And he had connections to the Majestic 12. And there was even a war between the it, Majestic it, 12 and the NWO. The video showed his badge from Area 51 that said MAJ it. on it. Yeah, just, well, just like Bob Lazar. Just like Bob Lazar. Yes. Yeah. And, and the Majestic 12 and the Illuminati, there was a race to close down this looking glass technology, which we'll get into in the future. Another episode. Yeah, but it was, you could see the future in the past. You could, and it was also a Stargate. Well, how about that? Stargate. And you know what? Where'd we get that Stargate from? Iraq. MacGyver. No dumbass. Iraq, John. <laughs> and why'd we go into war with Iraq? Saddam Hussein, because we wanted his fucking we Stargate. We wanted his Stargate, of course. So we killed him for his Stargate, not his oil. Fuck oil. And then we took Stargate. that to... And we took that to Area 51, yeah. and J-Rod helped us with it. And then you got, J-Rod was also working with Bill Uhouse, working on flight simulators for flying saucers. This guy... Gets around. Supposedly, J-Rod came from a, uh, a, cra- a crash in Arizona. The Kingman, Arizona crash happened in 53, uh, I believe. Um, Allegedly, like eight miles northeast of Kingman Airport. And as f- soon as it fucking happened, the government took over. And, and J-Rod survived it, and they took him to Area 51. And he was just a nice, amicable dude and said, yeah, I'll hang out here well, and now, help you with things. On. Well, they that took makes him, sense. They took him to Wright-Patterson because it was 53. Oh, that's right. right. They, thought, they, right. Thought he, they thought he liked the Roswell aliens yeah. that are, are well known to be at Wright-Patterson underneath Hangar 9. And then they scooped all that but shit up and took it out to Area sent 51. Sent him back down, yeah. Kept the dead, now that we're the straight on the timeline. Yeah, okay. So now we know that, you know, J-Rod's out there in the reptilian zone and the Majestic 12 are in control and the Illuminati's find the NWO and all that shit. I think case closed. Wait, the NWO, like as in the New World New Order? New World Order. Like Too as in sweet. the Steiner Brothers and uh, Hulk? Um, I don't think it was the Steiner Brothers. I think it was only... Was Scott only Steiner. Scott? Was only Scott yeah. in the NWO? Yeah. No dog face. I don't think he was wrestling there anymore. <laughs> no Rick? <laughs> Speaking of dog-faced gremlins, John, um, have you been to Area 51? No? There was so much hidden in, in what he just said. Lisa, have you been to Area 51? I have. Oh, that's right. I took my beautiful blushing bride on a trip out in the middle of nowhere, cruising down Highway 375, extraterrestrial well, you highway. you said that to me so denigrating. Like, you you, you don't understand Area 51. You I've don't. I've been there. You don't. I, 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 it's like, I, it's I stood like in the took, middle of the desert and stared at a sign. We you made didn't. our pilgrimage to Mecca. But our Mecca is a, a fence. <laughs> you ate a cheeseburger There's and looked no at fence. a fence. It was not a cheeseburger. It was a patty melt. It was a patty melt. Oh, wait, what about, the, what about the mailbox? Ooh, it was white. So two things. Number one, Steve Medlin, the black mailbox. We have our pictures on there. Who's Steve painted. Medlin? Steve Medlin is the guy who owns the ranch that the black mail. It's his mailbox. And we took pictures on it. It was painted white. Someone fucking stole it. 
They stole it. The, Not the when mailbox. We were there. No, we have pictures with it, but the mailbox isn't there anymore. Do you remember? There was like a car there. <laughs> yeah. There was, like, there's a car, like an abandoned fucking well, Buick it's, Regal. Is it's it, in the middle is of it nowhere. black? <laughs> no, it's like green or something, right? Yeah. Damn government. But you got to figure out there's going to be a lot of cars out there because they probably ran out of gas. Are you sure the black mailbox wasn't just the nickname of some bad ass high school football player in the area? <laughs> Porn black star. mailbox. Porn star. The other thing that we thought was kind of cool is there were just dead cattle everywhere. It was creepy. Like, so we're driving down the road and then you see like these just like dead cows, like what, like three, four dead cows. Mm. Like, I mean, like just like- but right and, like, by where the turnoff is to go in. It, it didn't have anything to do with it. But when you're but in did that- it not? Ooh, did it not? No, mood. so this asshole is like, let's back up. So we back up. He makes me get out. He's like, get as close as you can. Oh, and he, boy. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Right, so like you go up to them and like there's nothing wrong with them, but you they must- Strange things are um, there was something wrong with them. Well, <laughs> city girl, dead cows. The thing is, you know noises. when they blow it up, they're they're bloated up and, and they're, like, they, they're farting out the gases. So we get up there and she's like, "They're alive! They're alive. I'm like, "No, baby, they're not alive." Poke it with a stick. <laughs> there no, was no stick. We didn't have any sticks. I wanted to. It was a desert, dude. There's no sticks so, in the desert. Literally, though, you find out like this GPS location. You turn off and you drive eight miles into the desert. All of a sudden. There's just a paved road. Right? It's so fucking creepy. Like, you're on the GPS, and it doesn't exist. The GPS exist. is just... And, like, it does not exist. Hose, and all dude. of a sudden, it does. Right outside of there is Rachel Nevada, named after famous Rachel Jones. Before that, it was Sand Springs, but she was the first baby ever born there. She was born in 77, died at age three of respiratory issues. That's kind of ominous. Like, they little were burning factor. that shit out there, and uh, she dies. Little in fact, her twin, Jessica Jones, no. uh, lived no. on and had superpowers. No, mm-hmm. not, that didn't actually happen. Rachel Nevada sounds yeah. like but, I I'm wrong. I can't, <laughs> but I got a really cool t-shirt, and I got a really good sandwich from there. It was so really the, good. At the Little Alien. I understand that we have a clip from Penn and Teller's bullshit about what they sell at the Little Alien. Uh-oh. We have sweatshirts. We have jackets. We have signs, mouse pads, t-shirts. Coffee cups, cookie jars, banks, bells, spoons, t-shirts. Okay. Sweatshirts. Got it. Scarves. Don't worry. Menus, cards. We'll buy something. I can't even remember everything. I can tell you what they sell because you get on our basement. We got one of the signs. Lisa's got one of the t-shirts. Our cup holder right here is from there. Well, from from what it sounds like, they believe in one thing, profit. Profit, yeah. <laughs> Do you blame them? They got it off us, too. But I will tell you this, all joking aside, if you're out there, it's an awesome fucking burger. <laughs> well, and we- Patty like, melt. It was so, like, weird. Like, so we saw these dead cows, which- A, a burger is a patty melt. Or a patty melt is a burger. No. It was, like, elongated, and it was a patty melt. It was, but, yeah, it was it's hamburger. It was cut di- diagonal. It's fine. It had special sauce. Wait, was, is there good. is the patty melt named for a dead girl named Patty, like mm. Rachel Nevada? Yeah, really hot. I think it was called <clears throat> Alien Burger. We drove up to the gate as far as you can get. There's a guard shack right there. Now, there was no one in the guard shack, mm. but... You can see, like... Allegedly. 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 There's cameras. There's Mike's motion sensors out there everywhere. There are Humvees and trucks. And it's funny. They have signs that says, Lethal Force is authorized. (laughs) So that's always fucking fine. Don't be so overly dramatic about it, Chuck. They got G45 Security Solutions, which is originally named Wacken Hut. That's who does their security. Middle of nowhere. Very, as I said, ooh, kind of area. 
Lots of fun. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, Brent's like, so I mapped out where we go. We turn here, we turn here. It's all this random shit. And then he's Bold like... Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. And then he's like, and don't worry, because, like, they're like, what do you call it? Like, guerrilla warfare or something. Like, they'll be hiding in the sand, and, like, they might no, come up. No, I said that... No. Like, I said they're not going to be there where you can see them. They'll be behind the dunes. Not <laughs> right. guerrilla warfare or hiding in the sand. Right. So all I think is, like, we're going to be driving up, and, like, people are going to come up like sand fucking monsters. You know what they talk about, like, the hump... <laughs> I don't know how I gave that... You know, like, the, the they call them, like, the Humvee guys. Like, they'll drive out and come sure. up to you. Like, I was just saying, there's not going to be anyone at the guard gate. You know, they'll be out and about. Somehow that didn't turn into sand monsters. It's sand monsters. The sand people are easily scared, oh. but they'll yeah, yeah. yeah. They're easily scared, but we they'll have soon some be back. Raiders yeah. camped out outside of Area yes. Fifty One. Yeah, they'll soon they be back and there. in greater numbers. And we did get passed by a black sedan as we're leaving. A couple of black we, sedans. We passed a couple of black sedans. Was it R. Kelly? In. I like to think so. He was on Pistol. R. Duty. Kelly? Did you say R. Kelly? Yeah. He's dead. In the back of the black edition of a song about pissing. Let's rein it in. He's Joe, we're going to start Kelly. with you. What are your thoughts on hysteria? Give us an all encompassing. What are your thoughts on Area 51? You've got four seconds. Go. It's good. <laughs> no, for real. What are your thoughts on hysteria 51? Or- <laughs> <laughs> It's, this is where awesome. I'm like so confused. We don't want to hear that one. What's your thoughts on Area 51? <laughs> I'll take this one if you don't mind. Fuck you, dude. No, we <laughs> no, don't no, no. Moving on. Yeah, Joe, yeah. I, I, I really believe it's where like we're creating the coolest stuff that like we can't even imagine. I can. I'm with you on that. We can't imagine. Lisa, where are you working? Area 51 is like the best unkept kept secret there is because it was probably like a big fucking deal. And then people discovered it. Thank you, Bob Lazar. And then they thought like, hey, like everybody thinks they know what's going on. So now we can go ahead and do what we're doing. But everybody thinks that it's not what we're doing. It's very confusing. Kind of like, like slide of hand. Yeah, like a magic trick. Yeah, like slide of hand, twist of fate. Mm-hmm. I don't know, something like that. But there's definitely got to be something going on there. There was probably something originally. Then they freaked out because somebody was like, uh, whatever Bob Lazar did, you know. And lots and lots of drugs, probably. No, but he like he like uh, no, r- ratted him out, right? Yep. Like he was like, "Hey, like this isn't a dream." Like, this is a fucking what happening. we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. I don't know if that was it, but something like that. Thanks, Ebot. <laughs> I mean, to paraphrase, but yeah, no, there's there's got to be something going on there, but it's good for them because they've probably got some underground shit going on, and we can never figure it out. And good. She is just rambling drunk. Seabot, quit, <laughs> quit interrupting people. Soon as I get home, the first thing I'm gonna do is punch your mama in the gallbladder. See, <laughs> but like I thought, like I was the one drunk and disorderly, not you. He's always drunk and disorderly. That's his thing. It's like a competition between him and the booth. John, what are you working on? I think Area 51 definitely. Well, we know it exists. I think it has been a secret base of the United States government for a long time. I do believe that there's a large underground footprint. I don't believe it's connected to other bases. I think it's probably a couple miles large. I think uh, a lot of, of unknown aircraft have been tested there. I think a lot of unknown aircraft uh, continue to be tested there. I, I do believe that it is an active site. I don't think the U S government's given up on it. I don't think they see any reason to, because it is such a large and uh, it's really hard. I think to find 6,000 miles or whatever it is, or 3000 miles of just uh, desert where not very many people live. 
and they have that there. So no matter how many conspiracy theorists, you know, like to drive their RVs out there and stare at the uh, stare at the few buildings they have on the exterior, the U.S. government's not worried about that. So I think that they. I think they do test all of their, not all, a lot of their new technology out there still to this day. I think that's why you see a lot of those active planes with hundreds of people, if not thousands, going there daily. Uh, I don't think that we had alien technology there. I think that maybe we've had a lot of interesting technology there. I I don't think. So you're a Bob Lazar denier. I think that's where I'm at today. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think I think Mr. Lazar was 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 off base. I, I that that's that's where I sit on Area Fifty One. It's a very interesting and unique place that that holds a lot of secrets, but not alien secrets. I think you, you like you said, it is an active base. I a hundred percent think it's been used and continues to be used to test some of the 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 craziest shit. As as Joe was saying, that we can't even really comprehend. Um, I believe it has a large underground footprint. I don't know that it's really connected to all those bases, but it's a lot of fun to actually think so. Um, I do not believe for a second, once it was found out that it holds our deepest, darkest secrets, I believe they've moved on. There's tons of places in Alaska. Fuck, Antarctica. We own it. As far as I know, that's all underground. We're with the Aryan people now. We fucking kick those Nazis out, for all I know. But what I'm saying is, I think there are a lot of places that we could have the new Area 51, Area 52, if you want to call it, because I think the big thing that the government values above anyone's life or anything is secrecy. But who knows? Maybe we're all wrong. Let us know what you think, Hysteria Nation. How can they do that, John? Oh, hop on Facebook and join the discussion at Hysteria Nation. Go to the little search bar on Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. You can also go to Facebook.com slash Hysteria 51 pod. Find all our new episodes there. Jump on Twitter. Give us a little Twitter love at Hysteria 51 pod. While we're talking about social media, we got a few shout outs this week. Some people have been really active on the site. Adrian Weeks, Jamie Babel, Aaron Babel. That's a that's a married duo there. And a big one, Harley and Amy from Travel Oddities. They always are posting about us. They do an awesome show. You guys need to check it out. They are they're very talented. Harley's gonna be on our show very soon on a, a haunted episode on the Roth House, so that's coming up. And huge, huge new voicemail. Here is one from JP Doyle of Just Paranormal Podcast. Hey, what's going on, Hysteria 51? This is JP from the Just Paranormal Podcast. I just want to say I love Hysteria 51. Mr. Goforth and Mr. Han, y'all guys are doing a great job. And I can't leave out Seabot. I love you so much. I want to watch you have sex with my wife. Yes, Seabot, that's how much I love you. Anyways, guys, thanks for the show. You are doing a great job. Keep it up. Finally, a fan with a level head on their shoulders. I like the cut of his jib. Oh. And JP, you can watch for $5. Thank you, JP. And if you guys haven't, check out Just Paranormal Podcast. It's really fun. They've just started. They've been on YouTube for a while. Definitely check it out. And then we got one from our past host, co-host, Third Wheel, whatever you want to call. I don't think we should probably call him Third Wheel, John. What do you think? That's Seabot. I'm the only wheel worth a shit on this train wreck of a show. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Phil Savaggio. Hey, your show's been pretty good lately, but... What it's missing is more Philip Savaggio. I mean, come on, you keep having Joe Peck on, even though every time you say he'll never be back. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's doing all right. Unlike that dick conspiracy guy who keeps fucking with me. But let's face it, he's no Philip Savaggio. You need to get back to what made you great. 
Take, for instance, that Black-Eyed Children episode starring Philip Savaggio. I really love that episode because of all the Philip Savaggio. Shoot. Hysteria 51? You need to call it Philip Savaggio 51. But, hey, I still love you guys, and John, best wishes with the little black-eyed child. So, yeah, Philip Savaggio. Who the hell is that ass clown? The resident Italian. The resident Italian, the meatball himself. (laughs) I think that's self-serving. Right there. He's not the favorite guest, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but he makes the sweetest meatballs. So 773-669-7277. Again, that's 773-669-7277. And if we didn't mention you, still, thank you for participating. Thank you for being a part of Hysteria Nation. We love you being a part of the discussion. We love your input. Love your thoughts. Uh, continue it. Please keep it going. Please continue to grow the community. It helps us so much as we grow Hysteria Nation and grow this podcast. And don't forget, if you forgot any of this, go to Hysteria51.com. You can find links to everything. And as we've said week after week, your homework this week, tell a friend about the show. Let them know. We'll be waiting Hopefully they'll find us entertaining. And do us a favor, as always, if you enjoy the podcast, hop on iTunes and give us a review and a rating. Five stars if you would, but then tell us what you love and hate about the show, what you love about me and what you hate about Brent. It's that easy. It's that easy. Reverse it if you're intelligent, I think is the the best way to say it. Either way. So with that said, I've been Brent. I've been John. I've been the other hand. For the last time, I've been Joe. (laughs) He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sacks. Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. We'll be back again next week with more known unknowns. If you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, suggest a guest, or simply seek some truth, we'd love to hear from you. You can email the show at hysteria51podcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at hysteria51pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.